0: you're doing everything right when it comes to finding arthritis pain relief you're eating well really watching what you're eating you are prioritizing your sleep this is a big one but you feel like you're sleeping well and you are moving you're exercising so what gives why are you still in pain Trust me, you're not alone in this scenario if this has ran through your head. I just recently got a comment on an Instagram post that was asking a very similar question. I'm eating the foods, especially eating a lot of fish. I am exercising and moving regularly and I'm sleeping really well, but I'm still experiencing pain. Why is that? And in this episode, I want to dive into a couple of considerations to think about when it comes to arthritis pain. Not everyone's journey is going to be the same, and the reason I talk about these main three things often is because the sleep, food, and movement are three of the big players when it comes to driving up inflammation and the big players that can aid in relief, But there are also other factors that can contribute to increased inflammation, increased irritation, and thus pain. And so we're going to talk about those today just to see if you can shift your perspective and find one or two things that you can start focusing on in order to unlock your pain relief. Here we go.
1: You're listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about, and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, Doctor of Physical Therapy and Osteoarthritis Specialist, Alyssa Kewen
0: Once you feel like you've checked off the three main pain-relieving strategies, that you're moving regularly and moving often, caveat being you're not moving then too much, because this can be a sign of or a way that your joints are sending you pain signals to say, "Whoa, we're moving a little bit too much. So volume can play a role in exercise. And I want you to just think for a second about what your exercise and movement looks like. A lot of people that come to me when I start diving into what they're actually doing, oh, I'm very active, you know, I, I walk a lot. I think what happens is when somebody's diagnosed with osteoarthritis, I don't know if it was perhaps a surgeon or a doctor or somebody had recommended walking or maybe even limited exercise to just walking, Or they've heard from family and friends or just have read online that walking is one of the, unfortunately, only safe exercises. So a lot of people go into putting all their eggs into a basket of walking. Also, a lot of people just really enjoy walking, which is totally fine. Walking is 100% a great option for exercise, but I want you to think of it that way. It is one option that it's not the only thing to be doing. So I just want you to think about that for a second and think about when you say you are active, does most of that involve walking? Are there other workouts or exercises that you're doing? Are you getting variety? And variety is also a big part too. If you're doing very similar workouts without any change in say the weights you're using if any or the intensity your body just gets into a level of comfort that you may not be making the strength gains that you think you are. So those are just a couple of considerations when you think about exercise. Because people can say, oh, I exercise every day. But we have to look a little bit deeper into what does that entail And are you continuing to challenge yourself, continuing to progress, or are you following very similar workouts over and over and over again because you like them or because you feel comfortable doing them? Breaking away and trying new things. I know it can be scary at first, but it is one way to really start to unlock new muscle strength, activating new muscles, and really helping to support your joints in the best way possible. When we're looking at sleep, you want to get about seven to eight hours of sleep, and it's also based on the quality of it that you're not waking up throughout the night. So if you feel fairly rested and you feel like you're consistently getting that seven to eight hours, then sleep may not be something we need to worry about at the moment. And lastly, when it comes to food, a lot of it boils down to really just getting fruits and vegetables, getting lean meats if you aren't vegetarian if you are vegetarian making sure that you're getting quality protein whether that comes from beans and other sources so that is one big component is making sure the food quality is there and once we can hone that in and really look at meeting protein goals I think that that's also a big one In looking at, I'm not going to go into detail right now, but I have a blog post on protein that I will put down below. But protein is a big one. And it's a big one that a lot of people miss. And so again, if you're saying, oh, I'm eating well, I'm eating all the right things, you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, I think it's important to look at protein. I'm not a registered dietitian. I am not by any means giving dietary advice. But protein is definitely one thing to look at. So if you want to know more about protein specifically, you can go down in the show notes and you can click on that blog post to read that. So once we have kind of looked at these three factors to say, okay, I think I'm good. You know, I'm working through either the arthritis adventure blueprint. I'm working through different workouts, feeling strong, but I'm still in pain. One thing that can contribute to pain and can contri- and can continue to contribute to pain is any muscle imbalances that you have. These muscle imbalances can come from compensations. For example, if you're walking a lot for exercise, but about halfway through your walk, you start limping. That can lead to some muscle imbalances. Certain muscles are working harder than others, And certain muscles are weaker than others. Constantly getting repetitions at that muscle imbalance and in those compensations can continue to increase pain. So we also want to look at the quality of movement. If you're experiencing pain on, say, your right side, whether it's your hip, knee, whatever it may be, many times you tend to favor that leg meaning you don't use it as much like every time you go up and down the stairs you're leading with the strong leg or maybe you take a shorter step with that painful side and you don't even realize it or you're just constantly maybe when you're standing you're shifting away from that side and shifting more towards your left side there are these small things that can really start to add up to again some muscle imbalance and compensation It's important to look at if one side is stronger than the other, if one side is more balanced than the other, these are things that can really start to open up and make you aware of some certain asymmetries that you might have. Now these asymmetries, these muscle imbalances can really start to feed into some compensations and make movement, even just daily movement, painful. Especially if you're coming into or using stairs or you're having to walk or stand for longer times, whether it's at work or doing another task. Say, for example, if you have back pain, there could be some muscle imbalances that, say, impact the form or your posture throughout the day form, meaning if you have to pick something up from the ground, say you have to pick up your grandchild and you don't have the correct form, posture, and muscle strength to be able to do so in a way that's going to support your spine, you could experience some back tightness doing just these simple activities. Now, if you're doing a couple loads of laundry a day or you're having to pick up a grandkid or you're having to even move boxes or whatever it may be repeatedly throughout the day, no matter what else you're doing, you may still be feeding into that pain. And so I think one of the best things that can help you in this arena is really just looking at how you're moving throughout the day. How are you spending the day? For example... Since I've just gotten into reading, I haven't been doing a lot of reading and all of a sudden when after we went to Italy, I started reading a lot and I started to notice neck pain and it was because of the positioning that I was reading in and I was reading for, you know, say an hour two hours a day, sometimes a little bit longer and I really had to start paying attention to my positioning of my neck. And same thing if you're working at a screen or you're working at a desk, whatever it is. Paying attention to even just how you're holding your head or even, again, going back to your back. the How you're spending your day can make a big difference in your pain levels. Regardless, if you go home and you sleep well at night, that pain could still resurface when you start looking at these activities you're doing. So I want you just to be aware of how you're moving throughout the day, how you're spending your day, even if you're doing a workout every day, how are you spending those other 12 plus hours that you're awake and really start to hone in on some of those asymmetries on some of those muscle imbalances. I know a lot of people inside the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint, after going through some new workouts and challenging some new movements, they were able to see some muscle imbalances that were present. And they had no idea they were there before. Because sometimes they're very subtle. But once you start paying attention to those, then it can really open the doors to getting that adequate joint support, actually building the strength in the areas that really need it. Sometimes certain muscles can be overactive. For example, the muscle in the front of your hip can be overactive and it can start to work for your thigh muscle. And thigh muscle, there's been a lot of research out there that says that it can be correlated directly with knee pain and the level of pain. And the level of function, say for stairs and getting up from a chair and all of that stuff. So it's very important to start highlighting some of these muscle imbalances and asymmetries. So if you want help on that, I would highly recommend going into the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint. The membership is coming out very, very soon, and I'm very excited for that. There will be more details on that in the next month or two. So be on the lookout for that. But the arthritis adventure blueprint can really help to highlight certain muscle imbalances and asymmetries that you may have. And honestly, I think that that's probably one of the biggest ones that I want you to look at now how you're moving. Because we, you know, you have the entire day to move around. Or if you're not moving, then that's also another issue as well. But just being aware of how you're moving your body and how it feels. If you notice aches and pains throughout the day, you notice stiffness, then we need to start addressing those. Your body is sending you a pain signal. You just need to figure out why. You need to figure out what is it trying to tell you because if you're still experiencing pain, it's trying to tell you something that maybe you're not quite understanding yet. So we we have to kind of look at it that way to see and kind of decipher what it's trying to tell us. And when we're looking at other causes of pain, one of them is actually stress. So the amount of stress that's in your life. And a lot of times you can't quite control that. If there's something happened in your family or you're very busy at work doing a project or something, You can't always control the level of stress that's coming to you. But what you can control is the outlet that you're using to manage that stress. For some people, it's exercise or moving. For some people, it's doing meditation. For others, it could be journaling. And I was just recently at a work conference for the past week. We were down in Mexico and one of the speakers was talking about The small act of basically understanding your past and looking at your past through a different lens. And one way you can do that is by looking at how you've changed each day. So, a lot of people say to practice gratitude, meaning you're writing down or thinking about a few things that you're grateful for at the end of every day, at the end of the week. This was a little bit different. This was similar in the way that it's an act of reflection. But it was looking at what you gained from that day. What you gained from that week. How you changed in a positive way or what you learned that day. Because you are not the same person you were when you woke up, likely. Some There's a chance that something happened that changed the way that you view things, even if it's just very subtle. And it was really interesting because first we looked at how we've changed over the past 10 years in a positive light. What you've learned, what you've come to appreciate, how you've changed as a person. And then it dwindled down even further to... Just the day before, how are you different than the day before? And I thought that that was really interesting and it was from a psychologist. And I think it's a way that can really start to change the way you view, especially if you have some extenuating circumstances or you feel like life just continues to throw lemons your way. It's looking back to say, not necessarily dwelling on how bad these things are, how it's changing you negatively, how it's impacting you, how it's causing you stress and anxiety and worry, instead of looking at in, through that lens, we take a step back and say, okay, what did you learn from this experience? How has this changed you for the better? And I know that sometimes this is easier said than done, especially when it's something very traumatic but I think that it was it was a really interesting perspective, and it could potentially help in the stress management category, in the anxiety category, to start framing your day in what have I gained from today? What did I learn about myself from today? Even if it was if it, you were just doing menial tasks all day, there is still something you likely learned about yourself or something positive you can take away from the day itself because every day we're changing and if we choose to look into through a more positive lens it can really start to rewire your brain to not automatically go to the negatives not automatically go into the stressful situations or view situations in a stressful manner instead you can start looking at things not necessarily that everything's butterflies and rainbows but that we are just learning from these situations. We are learning from these experiences and these help to shape who you are. So I thought that was really interesting and I think that that could be helpful. And I talk about this a lot when it comes to finding small wins. Like what was your biggest win from the day? Even if it was, oh, I was able to take one step with my right foot and not experience significant pain. Or even if it was, I could walk out to the mailbox and come back and I actually felt good. Or I'm feeling more balanced when I go to the grocery store. Or I lifted a couple more pounds in the gym. Or whatever it is, looking at those small wins. Or hey, I slept for an extra hour last night. Or nothing is too small. But it's always looking at how you're moving yourself forward, how your journey is continuing forward. I think that's where the power really lies. So that is also something that you can practice. It doesn't necessarily have to be every day. But if you find yourself in the situation of you're continuing to dwell on your pain, you're continuing to perhaps even feel sorry for yourself that you're in pain, maybe it's impacting your relationships looking at the small wins that you've accomplished over the course of the day, over the course of the week. Because I think what's really interesting is people come to me and say, you know, I haven't made any progress. Or, you know, I've been trying XYZ and I'm still in pain. And then we look at the small wins. They say, well, I haven't had any wins. And then we really start to look at it From a lens of nothing is too small. And then people start thinking. Well actually I was able to stand for 30 minutes. And I didn't even think about pain. Or actually I was able to wake up this morning. And pain wasn't the first thing on my mind. Or I was able to go up and down the stairs actually a lot easier. I didn't have to grip the railing so hard. Or I actually slept okay last night. Or slept through the night. Whatever it is. Nothing is too small. And odds are. Doing this work, you've accomplished something. And I think most of the time, you're looking for the big thing. Well, stairs are still hard, so I haven't accomplished that. Or I can't walk the six miles that I want to, so I haven't accomplished anything. When odds are you have, and sometimes thinking about that can really help to shift how you view your pain as well. And this is by no means saying pain's all in your head and that sort of thing. This is not saying that. This is saying that pain does have a psychological component to it. And it can play with your sensitivity of pain. You can be more irritable. You can, be, you can have just an increased sensitivity that the things that didn't cause you pain before now are causing you pain because you're hyper aware of it. You're in a bad head space because of it, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. So it can absolutely play a part. But the pain is very real and there is, you know, there's no question about if it's all in your head. Pain is very real and I want you to know that and validate yourself that the pain I'm experiencing is real. But I also want you to keep an open mind of the things that could be contributing to your pain. And that's where some of this positivity, looking at what you've gained from the day, gratitude, these sorts of things can truly be powerful when they're practiced consistently. So this is just another tool to keep in your toolbox. And ultimately, my whole mission with Keep the Adventure Alive is to truly give you options. Maybe this doesn't work for you, but maybe looking at how you're moving and being more aware throughout the day that helps you. Or wow, I actually am favoring my one one leg and I had no idea. The muscle imbalance that we talked about earlier, maybe that is the thing that sets you over, pushes you through the plateau. Everybody's going to be different, but my ultimate goal is to truly give you options, different things to try to see if you can break through your pain. Because unfortunately, sometimes it is trial and error figuring out what works best for you. But I also want you to know that there still is hope and there still is a way for you to find pain relief. I do want to caveat this with, if you feel like you are trying everything, you have really given a great effort, a consistent effort, and you're still experiencing pain, there is absolutely a time and a place for surgery. And one of the indications for surgery is that you've tried conservative measures, meaning the things that we've been talking, lifestyle factors, exercise, um, food, reducing inflammation, looking at stress and sleep, that you've tried all of those consistently. Even the minute details we discussed in the beginning, and you're still not experiencing pain and the pain is impacting your quality of life. That you're not living the life you want to, you're not feeling perhaps happy, you're missing out on important things and that's really weighing on you. These are the things that go into deciding for surgery. Not just, you have bone and bone on your x-ray, you need surgery. It's a very complicated decision. But if you're not experiencing relief and it's really starting to impact your life negatively, then there can absolutely be a time and a place for surgery. I know a lot of people who have been very successful with surgery. I know some people who have had some risks and complications. So that's why it is an important decision to really think about. And I'll put the link to a blog post that I wrote about how to decide on surgery and what to consider just so you can start to open the dialogue up with your orthopedic surgeon, with your family, with the people that support you, so you can make a well-informed and confident decision about surgery. What to expect? I used to work in home care where I would see people in their homes after total knee and hip replacements, so I learned a lot about preparation for surgery. I learned a lot about what not being prepared looks like and what premature surgery might look like. So that is an important article to look at if that is on your horizon, if that is on your radar right now. So you can check out the two blog posts that I mentioned in this episode down in the show notes. I just want you to think about final words that Your pain is trying to tell you something. If you are still in pain, odds are something needs to change. Something is still driving it up. And I want you to start thinking about that message and think about how you're spending your day. And see if there's something that can change. It's not always obvious. But seeing if just sometimes even just a small tweak can make a big difference. So if we think about your body is trying to tell you something... And you start to go in search of what that message is that can really start to change your perspective on pain as well. So I hope that these tips were helpful, just giving you a different way of looking at things because sometimes that's all we need. If you like this podcast, make sure you leave me a review if you're watching or sorry, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really, really appreciate it. I want to continue to spread this community as far as we can together, and I want you to know that you're not alone in this journey, that I am here for you, so if you want to leave a review, I would highly, very much appreciate that. And. If you're looking for more direction, I would head to arthritisadventure.com and check out the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint. It's helped hundreds of people so far start to open up and really start to understand their pain, thus allowing them to find and unlock both relief and adventure. I hope this was helpful. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.